And now that we've uh, silenced the sounds of the city, I think we're ready to roll. Let's pour some batchy. Let's do it. Dirty taster glass. Should have cleaned it better. There's something beautiful about a very, very clean taster glass. I Honestly, that's one of my downsides of why I actually don't. Like, I like everything about the fellow taster glasses. What I don't like is that you can see literally every fingerprint on them. Yeah. I have a slight paranoia of using too much cafeza. Like, it'll, like, destroy the glass or something like that. Yeah. But at home, I have a little bottle of... Not a little. I have a full-size bottle of cafeza that I wash all my coffee utensils with. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I get terrified that I'm going to, like, overclean something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, baking spice is, like, insane. Dried fruit. Like, the dried fruit is not as sweet so that's why i'm connecting it to you oh yeah it's too fresh it's like three days off for three days off for roast roast. this is the desatola juke um the indonesia sulawesi anaerobic processed that we have um it's kind of an interesting brew it's not the usual yeah this doesn't taste like my pour over i mean hence we also uh use the breville's pour over setting that we never use. We never use this. Sergio yeah. was like, why not? And the batch brewer, the home the home drip coffee maker from Breville has different attachments, mm-hmm. filter mm-hmm. attachments that you can use. So this is the cone-shaped Melita attachment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't discern this. This is so different. It's just so strange. Yeah. Like the tactile, the... I don't know if it's because of the cone thing that we tried it for the first time and we haven't even dialed that in. Yeah. Or if it's that it's like literally three days off of roast. Uh, I mean, the three days off roast is definitely playing into that. It's super fresh. It's got a very interesting flavor. Yeah. I, I honestly can't like point my finger on what exactly is going on here. I will say dried fruit is there. Mm-hmm. The green apple is spanky. That acidity, yeah. Is that cherry is missing? Mm-hmm. It's not hitting. There, there's no like rich, uh, kind of uh, juicy stone fruit is not coming in. It's just fresh. Is that I think the metallic part is just killing such, everything. Such an interesting brew. Part of me doesn't even know what I'm tasting because I have so much uh, beard product in. So, it's pretty, it's good. I can't complain, you know. So, I feel like sometimes we, actually, um, we've talked about this, but mm-hmm. when you drink so much specialty, good, amazing coffee, and you get all like snobbyish over all the small little nuances, yeah, and then you go and you, you know, buy some gas station coffee, <laughs> you're like, yep, okay. Like, I'm actually so privileged to have so much of this. Yep. Totally. Like, how can I complain about this batch? Like, I get it. It's three days off of roast, but really? Yeah. It's tasty. How do you just enjoy it for what it is, right? That's the hard part without trying to dissect, uh, was that cherry or was that dried fruit or whatever? The worst part about working (laughs) in the industry, which, uh, working in the industry, Mm. 
we've been experiencing some issues. Not we, but the industry. The, the industry. Yeah. The country. There's not a job shortage. Like job shortage. I mean, there's still a job yeah, shortage, yeah, yeah. of course, but. For sure. There's more jobs than there are people that actually want to work. Yeah. Which is pretty bonkers to think. Like eight months ago, nine months ago, I would never have thought that. Yeah. That there are just too many, especially jobs in hospitality, mm-hmm. hotels, restaurants, service industry kind of thing. Um, and this is some stuff that I saw just floating around the internet, which was kind of intriguing to me. I'm like, wait, people just don't want to show up to work? Mm. And although... From the little that I looked into this, I haven't really found a reason why people aren't. And I feel like there is no blanket statement for this. No, Everybody has not. a personal reason. Yeah. Whatever that is, it's all different for everybody. Yeah. However, that being said, um, that concept is very interesting. Yeah. That at one point we had really bad unemployment rates in the country. Mm-hmm. And now jobs are coming back. It feels like there's hope about, you know, this whole pandemic thing. Yeah. Um, People are not going back to, they don't want to. Yeah, Especially with the same jobs. Um, I know personally at the cafe here in Bellingham at Makeworth, you know, our staff is fairly new. We've lost some folks and some folks ended up getting other jobs just because we didn't have the hours that we could afford to give at that point. And folks found other jobs that were available. So um, they moved on, but now it's changing. Yeah, and now that is changing in itself. Now we're hiring. Now our team is rebuilding. You know what I mean? It's just the pandemic was a whole weird situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now that things are changing and things are looking brighter, we're rebuilding our team and bringing people on again, for sure. Yeah, and some really big like chain restaurants, fast food places, Mm -hmm. are now, I've read in some articles, are offering incentives to working like you can get like a bonus a tasty bonus for just going to work somewhere like chipotle is offering if you stay at their workplace for four at least for four months Mm -hmm. you get paid college tuition to agriculture to uh culinary arts and a couple like 74 so uh technology degrees that's wild that's a great incentive to go work. That's that's an insanely yeah. amazing incentive. Like yeah. if you really want to go to school, yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful incentive to take advantage of. But it's interesting that, like, our, like especially with Chipotle, that they're saying, "Hey, you have to be here at least four months." Mm-hmm. So there's a problem in people not just going back to work, but staying, staying. in those workplaces. Yeah, and. Once again, like there is no reasoning that I found in any of these articles. It's all personal, but that sparked a lot of thoughts for me myself Mm because I'm like, I'm just intrigued. Like if you, yeah, if you really love what you're doing, why not go back to work? Yeah. If you really love what you're doing, why not go back to work to where you used to work or in the same industry? I mean, like you were saying earlier, it's not a blanket statement. There's no one answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so with that said, I mean, there could be an infinite amount of answers to sure. why you wouldn't. I For mean, sure. everything from the cliche of I'm not getting paid enough. I want more money and I'm kind of tapped out here. There's yeah. 
no room to grow, you know what I mean? So I had to go move on and choose a different career. Or it could be as bad as, man, my workplace was toxic. I had to get out. So there could be a lot of reasons, but at the end of the day, yeah, people are changing, like moving out of the industry and then into something else. But we also have a lot of stories of folks that we know that worked in coffee for a very long period of time who are like career-driven coffee professionals who actually left corporate to work as a barista and then grow and basically start managing a cafe or moving on to a roasting company, competing Mm -hmm. and all of that. So there is still a aspect of that career-driven um, kind of coffee in the coffee industry, like where you want to be a long-term professional. But I think we live in such a unique situation with everything that's been going on and the stimulus checks affected mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, so now people have this choice to decide like, what, what am I really passionate about? Do I want to stay in this industry? Do I want to move on? What are the perks? What are the losses? And I think that's a major part of the dialogue as to why, yeah there's those incentives that businesses yeah. are offering. Yeah, actually I'm drinking this. Mm-hmm. You should give this another taste. Oh no. I don't know about you, but that lilac thing you're talking about, the floral, yeah. Am I just crazy? Like the flavor profile is pretty Wait, w- is that the same coffee that I was brewing on cold brew? Same roast date? Yeah. Yes. Because even that, when I ground it on the EK, when it was just falling into that bag. Guys, I, I'm sorry. This is just like it's a weird, weird like interruption. A intermission <laughs> interruption. But I'm like, I. this is something wild right here. I don't, it's just something so different. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. Um, mm. I'm, yeah, and because, you know, through when a lot of people lost their jobs last year, there's there was so such a big resurgence of, people starting their own businesses, people yeah. uh, starting their own side projects, people like we had a, we have a friend that started selling tie dye shirts. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like people just started getting really insanely creative out of the things that they just simply enjoy doing, or that's mm-hmm. like second nature to them. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I mean, I'm intrigued by that concept is that like, uh, people are getting so much in the habit of like, oh man, I have to work this job j- just to get across or, you know, college students applying to coffee shops is a very, r- very, very common. real common thing. Yeah. And I'm like, it goes back to kind of what you were saying is that like, if you're really passionate, like, are you really passionate about it? And some people like who have left corporate to go work in coffee mm-hmm. are actually passionate about it. Yeah. Intrigued, do you think that you can have a career in coffee as a barista? Absolutely. Yeah. But you have to make an intentional choice and an intentional commitment. Um, I, I mean, if you're just going in, you pulled a couple of shots and you're fascinated by like espresso crema or you poured a couple of lattes and you're fascinated by steaming milk and pouring latte art and you think that's going to keep you in the industry for uh, 10 plus years, you're wrong. There's got to be more. You got to have grander vision than just uh, pulling shots and pouring latte art for the industry itself. Yeah. So, like, why do you want to commit to the industry? There are trade-offs. Yes. Like, yeah. You're as a barista, you're probably not going to get paid as much as 
you know, a software engineer at Apple. For sure. Like it's just, yeah. and that's like a very extreme like difference. Uh, and also not to say that braces are getting paid enough right now, Yeah. which I mean, we've talked about that. Yeah. Probably not the case, you know, yeah. like they still, that's also not a blanket statement. It depends on where you're at. It, you're going to get well, paid different in like Southern California, Washington, Florida, Arkansas, you know what I mean? 100%, yeah. you know? And so, um, Oh man, I just lost my train of thought, but we're, yeah. So, so there are some trade-offs. So at some point you're going to have to realize the reason why I'm pursuing this career. I mean, because we work in coffee, it's like the reason why I'm pursuing this career as a barista is because I'm passionate about it. Like it's something internal and something deep within you that resonates with that. It's like, Mm -hmm. once again, I don't want to repeat the last podcast that we did, but that self-awareness thing is huge. To be able to like, which I think a lot of people awoken to this past last year yeah. is being like, oh, maybe like, you know, maybe you you lost a job and you're like, yeah. oh wait, that workplace was actually really toxic for me. Yeah. And that was not a healthy place for me to be. Yeah. And I need to move on. And, you know, I've always wanted to, I don't know, I, I've always wanted to fix bicycles or I want right. to be that car mechanic. Mm-hmm. So I think now's the time to pursue that. Yeah. Or to try it out. And that takes a lot of like inward looking self-awareness. But once again, like, are you passionate about the job that you're at right now? Are you passionate doing the things that you are doing right now? And that's sometimes hard because you kind of do have to balance out like, oh, wait, I need to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. But knowing that, oh, I also have to be pursuing something that is actually true to who I am. And there's right. a tension right there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you have to pay your bills, you're going to have to go somewhere to m- make that money. And sometimes, especially when you're stuck stuck in that rut of trying to make enough money to pay for just the basic necessities, you don't have that availability and even that time and those resources to go out and like pursue something you're passionate about. But I think what happened during the pandemic with the stimulus checks, with the time that we had, it actually like inspired us to go ahead and use and take a risk. Like maybe the stimulus money gave you that availability, that little leverage here Mm -hmm. and there. Like it it did for me personally, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I paid off some credit cards. It gave me some room to basically go and try something new. And I think what we're seeing now is a result of that, where folks did step out and maybe tried like an opportunity that was just like a hobby, you know, and ended up yeah. making money on it because spending habits of folks changed. And like you were mentioning, like our friend who was doing like tie dye, you know what I mean? So it opens up those opportunities. And then all of a sudden, you realize in that opportunity that, whoa, like, I can actually do something I'm passionate about, something that gives me drive, something that gives me energy. Yeah. I can use that to actually provide for myself. Yeah. And it reframes everything. And yeah. what I'm really hoping for is that we see the, this resurgence of like entrepreneurship. And I hope that also happens in the coffee industry where folks start, you know, thinking about the coffee industry different, but also folks who had no like passion about the industry or like, you know, it was a job that kind of got them by. Those folks are going to drift into their passion, creating room for folks who are passionate about Mm -hmm. coffee to step in. You Mm -hmm. see what I mean? It's a cycle. It's not like cut off here, like start here. It's all like a circular cycle. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think also, um, if you, like it's a great it's a great time right now is to just do some reflecting and mm -hmm. think about like have you been passionate about what you've been doing, and if you're not like, you might not figure it out overnight, but it's a journey, it's a process. Like right, nobody f like these things you just don't figure out, and you actually can't pay for a college degree to tell you what you're passionate about. Yeah, you can't pay exactly. for somebody to tell you those things. You really have to find out within yourself. And sometimes they yeah, are, that means, you know, getting an accountant job here, yeah. getting a coffee shop job there, working at a restaurant there. Maybe you want to work in tourism or, you know, it's like sometimes it is, it, it ta it'll take some experimenting to figure out what that is for you. But man, that is important. Like you're going yeah. to be working the rest of your life. That's so important. And like, I'm sorry if like we get into the rut of like, we're just working for the weekends. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. It's That's hard. rough. Yeah. And I'm like, and although, you know, you might be listening like, oh, that's easy for you to say, but no, yeah. like I had to go through some of those, some of those yeah. same struggles myself is figuring out what that looks like for me. Yeah. What that looks, you know, it's, it's not hard. And you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe coffee is not the thing for me Yeah. when I've already invested the last year just pursuing building up mirror. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, wait, is, is this really worth it? Is this what I really want to do? Um, and that's those asking those tough questions is very important also. Cause it's like, you have to check over yourself. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're like wondering, man, like I'm kind of in a limbo, I don't know what to do. It's like, Hey, don't be afraid to try new things. Like that's a step forward. But also, you know, if you have not enjoyed working at a coffee shop, mm -hmm. don't just go back there and just, you know, like I get it. Sometimes your bills will force you to, Yeah. but try getting a job somewhere completely different, somewhere yeah. where you might, your interest might be peaked, you know, mm -hmm. experiment and work with and listen to yourself as well. What do you like? I'm also curious, like if you're listening to this, when you lost your job this past year, mm -hmm. what did you go and you do? Yeah, that's a good question. Very good question. Because that tells me a lot. That tells me mm -hmm. what do you naturally gravitate to doing and putting your time and energy in yeah. when, you know, when you're getting paid by the government, these stimulus checks, this unemployment, what did you natu naturally gravitate to? Yeah, and I think that answer is gonna actually help guide you into the direction where you should actually be pursuing mm -hmm. and you should actually be going. So I, yeah. one, of, one of the major things that um, for us, I think both like we're, I mean, I'm a college dropout. You know, I Same. spent a lot of time um, pursuing a career. I was actually a full-time minister for over eight years and then crossed over with coffee. Mm -hmm. That opportunity to apply at a cafe was insanely risky for me. Mm. Like to basically leave an industry that I was very familiar, mm -hmm. had a lot established and pursue an entry level job yeah. that I had no idea even if I would get. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But I stepped in, so I applied for a barista job. And when I submitted my resume, they looked over my resume and said, you have management opportunities, you have management abilities, we'll give you a management job I didn't want a management job. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted an entry level barista job. I got that management job, 
Not only that, I came in with this intention of like, okay, I don't just want to pull shots, even though that was exciting me because I've never done it before. I asked the questions, I asked the owners. I was like, who do you, who roasts our coffee? Like in the very beginning, mm-hmm. my intent was to see, okay, the roasting process because I was so intrigued with coffee overseas. Yeah. Yeah. So I had basically the whole industry in mind, mm-hmm. not the flashy parts of latte art. I don't even remember if I really understood what latte art was at that point. I was more fascinated with pour overs. So with all of that said, I think for some of our listeners, now is a good time to maybe take that risk and pursue uh, the hospitality industry mm-hmm. because there are a lot of incentives. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of cafes out there who are, are in rebuilding form. Mm-hmm. And if you're a like yeah. business-minded person, if you're an entrepreneur by nature and you're willing to move into the coffee industry, I would actually say don't start your own cafe. Yeah, Find a cafe yes. that is yes. struggling Talk to the ownership and just step in humbly and be like, hey, how can I offer my abilities? It may not be pull a shot, but you have some business sense that this cafe can actually flourish from. So I think this is a great opportunity for folks like that to step into the industry. For sure. And something like I I think back to um, maybe some of our listeners are familiar with Chris Baca. Mm. He had a video where he said, where he talked about hiring people and he said somebody applied um may i could be completely butchering this but just sorry get the Chris. main concept yes <laughs> um but it, where he was talking about hiring people on mm-hmm. and how sometimes saying no to somebody about a job is not about saying you're bad at something no yeah it's more it's actually saying hey you're not going to enjoy it in this position even though you really, really want it, but you might not enjoy it in this position and you might actually be built better for another position at a different company with somebody else completely. Yeah, for so sure. you're applying, for, maybe you're applying, maybe you're not, maybe you're uh, one of the people who are not just like sitting back and saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to go work. Maybe yeah. you're applying for jobs and you're not getting them. Just know, of course, there's a lot of variables yeah, here that are at play, but just know that Sometimes a no doesn't mean you're bad. Like you're not great at what you do. It's not the it's not the point. Sometimes yeah. a no just means, hey, you might be better somewhere else. And realizing that once again takes a lot of self awareness. Like yeah. that's it's difficult work, but um yeah, I don't know. Any it, it also speaks on, you know, with that example, like Chris Baca's ability to actually like know and see a person and be able to understand people well right. because not all hiring managers are like that yeah so, that's, yeah. that's, that's, Once that's again, there's a lot of variables thing. Thing. like yeah, that's so true you have to really have that connection that understanding and be like you know what this is not about giving you a no this is about seeing what you are actually passionate about yes. once again going yes. back to that passion and drive yeah. and being able to relocate that energy and shift it towards another location or yeah. another yeah. opportunity and to also be good at networking and be like hey you know what actually in town there's this brewery like you're very very hyped yeah. about this what about instead of the coffee industry the beer industry Still yeah. hospitality, yeah. it's similar, but you have this knack for this and this fits 
excellent in yeah, the yeah, beer yeah. industry. 100%. Go pursue that. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to call my friend who owns a brewery and I'm going to get an interview there. Yeah. I think 100%. it takes that kind of like knowledge and ability. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So as we, as we wrap this up, I do want to say is like, um, you know, the point of this conversation was to say like, I desire this for everybody mm-hmm. It's for everybody to find the job that resonates with them so much that they can say, Hey, I lost my job during, you know, whatever, whatever things can come up in the future yeah. is that when I get a moment to go back into the workforce, so to speak, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I want to go back there. I want to get behind the bar. Like I know I've told you many times, yeah. I miss working behind the bar. Like I just want to, I just want to find a coffee shop job, not even like anything to do with me but give me like one day out of the week. Let me jump behind the bar because I really actually want to, like I'm yeah. itching and that's my, that's my desire for every single one of us is just to find a job that you're, you're excited to get back into even after maybe five months, six months, seven months of not working. Yeah. Because you know, when you find that job, it starts to feel like you're contributing something beautiful to society, yes. to community, to, you know, your boss, maybe somebody under you, uh, to the people that you're working, you know, the, the customers coming into the cafe or yeah. whatever it is, you're contributing to the community. And let me tell you, you're listening to this. You have a place in community, in society, mm-hmm. and we, society will not function the same without you. Yeah. We're all a body. We're all parts of this body. Yeah. And we need you and your skill set. Yeah. Not in the place where you don't want to work, in the place that you're passionate about. Yeah. Well, folks, he said it. It's basically <laughs> a rap. <laughs> like, that's so good. It's a great way to end it. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you were going to, I don't know, say something. No, dude, I, I don't okay. need to spoil. That's freaking excellent, <laughs> dude. You just wrapped it up with so much passion and drive and purpose. Oh, gosh. Let's yeah, go. should be a professional podcaster. Forget, <laughs> forget me here. <laughs> All right, folks. Yeah, we'll see you guys yeah. in the next one. Cheers. Cheers.